Hi everyone, welcome back to Finding the Fantastic with me, Lauren, Renee, and Imelda. This year is season two, and we have some great stories lined up for you guys. Um, This month is February, and our theme is love, celebrating Valentine's Day. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Finding the Fantastic. This story is called Daragang Magayon. This version was written for ABS-CBN News, which is a popular uh, news site in the Philippines. The myth of the creation of Mayon Volcano is as heated as the heart of the peak itself, with a plot involving star-crossed lovers and a tragic ending leading to the rise of the Jewel of Albay. Legend has it that a beautiful maiden, Magayon, lived in a place called Ibalon. She is the daughter of Makusog, the chief of the tribe. Magayon was so beautiful that men from different places went to her hometown just to get a glimpse of her beauty. One of those suitors was Paktuga, or Patuga in other versions, a warrior and the chief of Iragat. In a bid to woo Magayon, Paktuga brought her all kinds of gifts like gold, jewels, and other precious items. Magayon, however, was not moved by Paktuga's kind gestures. As a young maiden, Magayon liked bathing in the Yawa River. One day, while bathing, Magayon slipped on the rocks. As she did not know how to swim, she shouted for help. Fortunately, a man named Bagaronon, or Ulap in other versions, was passing by the river and heard Magayon's plea for help. He saved her from drowning. The incident started a good relationship between Magayon and Pangaronon, who eventually went to Makusog to ask for his daughter's hand in marriage. Makusog, who wanted nothing but happiness for his daughter, approved of Pangaronon for Magayon. News of the wedding reached Paktuga, who then kidnapped Makusog. He threatened Magayon that he would kill her father if she refused to marry him. In order to save her father, Magayon agreed to marry Paktuga. On the day of their wedding, Bangaronon went to the place of the wedding to try and take Magayon away from Paktuga. A battle between Paktuga and Bangaronon ensued. Bangaronon fatally struck Paktuga. But as Pangaronon and Magayon were about to embrace each other, a poisoned arrow struck Magayon. Then, as, the Pang- as Pangaronon was kneeling over the dying Magayon, Baktuga's soldier stabbed him. After the skirmish, Makusog decided to bury Magayon and Pangaronon together. Years passed, and people noticed that the land where the lovers were buried started to rise higher and higher. The mountain which grew from the land where Magayon and Pagaronon were buried is now known as Mayon Volcano. Some people believe that when the volcano is restive and about to erupt, Magayon is being bothered by Paktuga, while they believe Pagaronon is embracing Magayon when the volcano is calm. They also believe that Pagaronon is kissing Magayon when clouds meet at the top of the volcano. Welcome back, everyone. Um, So we are going to have a bit of a discussion about this wonderful story that Imelda brought to us that I love 
a lot. Um, oh, and <laughs> I really liked it. I really did. Um, it's one of my so, favorites. Yeah. So do you want to get us started since it's your, your baby? Oh, well, not my baby, <laughs> but it's Beagle's baby. So uh, the Beagle region of the Philippines is where my mother grew up. And when we went to Beagle the first time, I think, I, at least what I remember, I was seven. And I remember... Uh, seeing the Mayan volcano in Albay, which is uh, which is a really cool place. Um, a lot of tourists are now there doing a bunch of fun stuff. I remember touristy going. Things. It is more touristy <laughs> now. Uh, like uh, a lot of different treks around, like the natural part of the island and whatnot. But I remember going there. It's just absolutely beautiful, and it's one of the natural. Um, yeah, one of the seven natural wonders of the world because of its perfect cone shape, the Mayon, because it's a beautiful volcano. And that's, I know, why they call that because after, you know, how many eruptions, it's maintained its perfect cone shape, which is really cool. And uh, so anyway, going back there in 2015, I was older, you know, seeing it again, it still hasn't changed. And a month um, well, while we were there in Beagle, so we were, my, my mom is from Amnaga, so that's that's the that's the region that she's from. Uh, it wasn't sh- uh, Mayon was not showing her peak for a long time, but yet we still wanted to go. We still wanted to see it again, no matter if it, she didn't show her peak. But when we were there, she she showed her peak. The clouds were covering. You know, Pangaronon was there, <laughs> uh, kissing her. Lives. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's the other one. No, 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 no. That's Pactuga. Pactuga is an awful, awful, you know, erupting. <laughs> Violent, jealous um. dude, but Pangaronon, he was there kissing her, but she showed her peak, and it was absolutely gorgeous. It was a beautiful day. So um, I remember reading the story in college, and because I was trying to find a love story for one of my literature classes to compare with a Native American love story, and uh, found this one, and it's a very popular legend. And currently, it's kind of tragic, but currently, Mayan volcano is erupting, it's, it's active. And, you know, they're letting people uh, know to flee or to not flee. That sounds like a literary, literary term. Go flee. Fly, you fools. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? How urgent is it? Yeah, well, I was about to say. Yeah, um, it could be a flea. It could be a flea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, evacuate. Yeah, evacuate. That's okay, the word. I was thinking go. flee because me and whatever. <laughs> my my literary. Fly, you fools. I love that term. It's a, it's Gandalf all over again. But anyways... Uh, so it, it reached the news. It reached ABS-CBN News, and this is where I got the story from because it kind of combined a lot of the different versions together, which mm-hmm. was nice. And then it showed up in UK Express or, like, one of the news sites for United Kingdom because so many people were now interested in this legend mm-hmm. because of the eruption. Now, I'm not a big fan of being like, oh, it's so beautiful when people are, like, running for their lives, but it is, you know, it is a... <laughs> But it is kind of beautiful. I mean, it the lava is chasing them, but hey, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, my family's from there, so I, and it's a very fertile land, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely gorgeous, but you know, my own is not too happy right now, and you know, maybe it's, maybe something's going on, not really sure, but you know, Pangaronon is there, just in case, so if you go and look up Daragang Magayon, and you, and you look up images, mm-hmm. there are uh, renderings of Pangaronon and Magayon, and someone somehow took somehow somehow took a picture at the right moment when the clouds looked like the actual image of this one dr- illustration, 
and it's absolutely gorgeous. Like these two figures in the clouds, like embracing. So up the, you know, the bittersweet auntie. There's <laughs> a festival. There was what? There's apparently a Dagon da <laughs> Try again. Daragong. Dargang. Dar- Daragong. Daragong. Daragong Festival 2015. Oh. In the I- spring. Very cool. I mean, there's, you know, even videos on YouTube, but it's a really, it's a really cool, um, wonder and, you know, I hope people are okay, Mm -hmm. but it's, I'm glad that y'all like this story because I really enjoyed it and I hope you, uh, audience, listeners like it too and, you know, to look at landmarks and saying, oh, how did this come to be? Well, duh, there was this woman (laughs) this beautiful woman of course that would make sense she turned into a beautiful beautiful volcano yeah so yeah that's my little spiel i actually (laughs) just watched a um uh watch mojo does like top 10 countdowns that are really good and i just watched one that was top 10 volcanoes that are ready to blow and this one was not on there so perhaps there's hope maybe maybe (laughs) maybe she's just a little anxious right now yeah i don't blame Um, her yeah the world is going you know a lot of things are happening in this world i wouldn't i wouldn't nature's mad yeah nature's mad i wouldn't blame her for being anxious (laughs) Um, so what do we want to start with in terms of story stuff? I had one thought. Um, I didn't have a lot to say. It was, it was kind of a, um, one of the stories that I was like, oh, I can't wait to actually listen to this being told because I liked reading it. And, um, but one of the things that kind of stood out to me was, um, so for February, obviously our theme is, is love and one of the things that stood out that's come up in some of the uh, some of the other stories that we did last year was the idea of uh, love as service. Um, and so I thought it was cool that in this um, in this particular story, like uh, Marwe in the underworld, it wasn't like looks, it wasn't jewels or riches or anything that made um, the the heroine kind of fall for the hero, it was this act of service or this act of uh, protection. And I really like that um, because I think that a lot of modern fantasy especially kind of falls into that kind of trap of anytime it focuses on the girls or the women, um, there's this emphasis on attraction, uh, which is important, obviously, uh, but it almost feels like an overemphasis a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And so looking back at these stories um, and, and kind of which are the basis of modern fantasy, I think it's really nice to see these um, precedents set for love as different things. So love is service, love is kindness, love is protection, and that sort of thing. So I thought that was really a nice point in the story. Yeah, I agree with that. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about that while I read this. But I really enjoyed that um, that motif, I guess, is love is something more than um, the gifts that someone can give you, or it's more that's more more than tangible items that you can claim as, I don't know, presents or signs of love, like like wedding rings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like Magayon wasn't interested in what he could give her or pretty words what, or what yeah. is what is can you say his name again which one the bad guy oh baktuga 
Paktuga. 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 So um, I think Paktuga needed to read the book on love languages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because clearly she was not a presence girl. Um, she was She's definitely like, a service. Spend time with me, yeah. maybe, by yeah. this beautiful river that I love or something. So, yeah. So I think that that would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> but, and they met by chance, which is not like the, like the coolest way to meet. No. I feel like that's definitely something that's that's a staple too. Is yeah. like the the real one you're supposed to be with. It's not like a setup. It's not someone courting you. It's that random. Yeah. Well, I love meeting. is that the courting or like the the Ooh. relationship. You know, happened as they got to know each other. They didn't mm-hmm. they didn't fall in love at first sight. It was organic. It, yeah, and, and they, they they developed this relationship. And he, you know, asked her father, you know, out of respect, mm-hmm. and the father even. I think in, in other versions, he's from a different tribe, mm-hmm. so or different kingdom or area. I don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. A village. That seems... I don't know. Place. Different place. place. Different place. <laughs> and so there was that, maybe that issue at first, but the fact that the father was like, oh, he wants her ha- for her happiness, and he sees he has nothing wrong with Bagnaronon. You know, sees nothing wrong with it, and sees the happiness in that relationship, and he's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, can we stop I, for a shout-out to Cool Dads for I a second? Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's that's another thing that I thought was different, is that, like, I'm thinking of Sleeping Beauty for some reason, but, like, <laughs> the dads are usually so set on, no, it has to be this kind of marriage, or you have to marry this particular person, mm-hmm. and it's like, screw your happiness, uh, that's that's not what I want, that's, like, like what's I'm that got to do with political gain? Yeah, kingdom. exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so the fact that we have this is a story um, where the dad's like, "Yeah, okay, you like this dude? Sure, cool, <laughs> go ahead." Ask me. She has agency in her own life. Yeah, and uh, I think Renee, you brought this up about how, like, even even though it is her story, she still has that choice. Yeah, I brought up because it seemed like. This was going down the road of damsel in distress gets saved by handsome prince and they get married and live happily ever after, which is not where the story went. So sure wasn't. <laughs> my uh, I wish they lived happily my guesses ever after. were were trashed. But that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's whatever. There's a cool dad. Um, yeah, she chooses who she wants to marry, and I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it also reminds me of the love is service thing. One of my best friends is getting married. Shout out, Shade. And they have a website, and on it, it, there's this tab that says our story at the beginning or something. And it's not about how he, it's, she wrote it. It's not about how he looks or anything. It's about how on their first date, she was feeling kind of sick, didn't want to eat anything. He lives an hour away, so he offered to get her food before dropping her off at home. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. And then he picks up food and goes to his house. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, I got Mexican. And by this time, he's already made it home. And she's like, oh, I'll always eat some Mexican food. And he says, well, do you want me to come drive an hour back to your house and bring you some food? And she's like, the rest was history. That's real. And I'm like, that is so true. (laughs) If a man wants to drive, or anyone wants to drive, to meet up with someone, I think that just shows that you want to be with that person no matter, like, the distance. And right. Yeah. Because you'll take the time. If you really care about somebody, you'll take the time. Yeah, time and is important. It is, because time, I think we mentioned this in, uh, or Jen mentioned this in the 
Skyline Falling episode that a, you know gift is your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's also a very uh, splendid thing to think about. And Can I ask a question? It just it just reminded me. All of this just reminded me. The wedding talk, actually. Um, <laughs> where so uh, marriage traditions uh, in in the story, and maybe you don't know this um, because where was his best man that he had to duel? Because that's the right, best. There were no seconds. That's, that's the best man's like ancient tradition is that you are there for that moment when someone says speak now or forever hold your peace and oh, really? someone runs in with a sword to fight that. for the bride that is the best man's entire job is to fight <laughs> that person on your behalf well, Patuga, so where's patuga's soldiers <laughs> but uh, they well, came he, he had soldiers but they came in after he killed them after good guy killed them I think they were all fighting. There was a battle. It was a big battle. Big okay. battle. So they were all fighting. Because it seemed like a one-on-one thing. No, it was story. a battle. Okay. Was a... So he took on a platoon single-handed and I, won? I think Pagnaloron for... also had soldiers. Oh, so all okay. the soldiers were missing in the story. Okay. Or the, the, the vision that they we're had. Supposed to, we're supposed to focus and... on the mains, but we are supposed to kind of broaden our imagination to know that the rest of them are there. Yeah, so let's just... Meleeing. Pre- yeah. I think okay. We pretend that the wedding is going on. Because Paktuga is being a uh, dick face. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I wanted to say it, but he's, yeah, and yeah, he's awful. Anyways, um, I'm imagining these soldiers are just there, just witnessing this wedding, and Magayon is absolutely distraught, and uh, what's his name? Makusog is like, no, don't do it for me. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm imagining too. But she loves her father. I'm thinking Beauty and the Beast vibes here. Oh yeah. Um, and then you know, but Pangaronon is like, I'm not about this life. I'm gonna come in with my own soldiers. Uh-huh. But you know, and the fact is that when Pangaronon already won, then an arrow came. Like right? that. That like, is rude. to kill her. Well, rude. The fact that that those are Tuga's soldiers, it makes sense. Like, no, nope. probably like, if I can't have her, nobody can have her. Go yeah. kill that man. Well, I mean, Pachuca was already right, dead. Go kill her. But just like the, the. He was already dead. He, he gave that order before the wedding. Like, if no, any yeah. of this pops off, here's exactly what you do should I fall. Which is like, really? Like, let it go. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is next level pettiness. Like, <laughs> if I die, you have to kill both of them on my behalf. Like, that's. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. He's extra. Okay. Yes, he's very <laughs> okay. extra. Filipinos, I mean. <laughs> We, we, we should we should mention that Imelda is Filipino. Do not add us on Twitter for that one. <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm Filipino. I can honestly say we love our drama. <laughs> we love our stories, and the more extra you are in explaining these stories, you're a lot of fun. <laughs> so I mean, my my titas, who are my aunts, you know, they they talk 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 about all these stories and extra. I mean, we're talking about extra food extra like people like they'll go all out <laughs> okay we're getting off topic <laughs> but let me i was just explaining that <laughs> i have a good reason to extra's a good thing i love you Benoit. <laughs> um what's our next thing we wanted to talk about renee you um, had you had yeah. feelings my feelings are mostly about how awesome her dad is huh. um but also, I'm just wondering why Pegtuga had to come in here with, like, a sword and violence. Why couldn't they just settle this with a dance-off? You know? <laughs> a pure, wholesome, like, step game. Pure, wholesome step yeah. game? Yeah. DJ spins the beat. Pegtuga dances since he's challenging. He goes first. And then 
because dance offs aren't final. You can. That's why Step Up has had that's seventeen, like <laughs> seventeen sequels, and they're not stopping. Like you got to go for like finality. I guess. But then he didn't have enough <clears throat> security. Pachuga like got into the wedding. That's where the first failure. Yeah, I feel like there's red flags all over. Um, no, it's the other one who got into the wedding. Pango on There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, the name. I'm not even. Similar. I'm not even attempting the names today because I do not want to offend anybody. I'm sorry. I'm betraying. Every, <laughs> and, and I if, would betray everything. And if I'm pronouncing them wrong, you know, I'm, I'm doing this out of love. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just out this of is love. A labor of love. What's, what's, but what's interesting about the Filipino language? Was this, this is be cool, but that everything is pro- like every syllable and every vowel is pronounced. Mm-hmm. So that makes it easy to at least easier. It's phonetic. Yeah, it's very phonetic. Good. good to know. I guess let's talk about. We already talked about the love part, but dance off. <laughs> I don't know. I liked how they built up a relationship rather than it being at first sight. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but no. But it's good. It's good. It is good, and it's interesting because she was known for her beauty. Mm-hmm. So people, 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 men wanted to get a glimpse of her, but Pangaronon, I don't think he really knew or if he did it, it, that wasn't the reason it didn't seem like he was like standing by that lake he, yeah he wasn't like around. watching her swim he was just no. like oh crap this lady's drowning let me jump in and save her and yeah then happened. He, he wasn't like manipulating the situation at all whereas Baktuga absolutely was yeah <laughs> absolutely like yeah he you know he wooed her in probably the proper way but she has the right to say no so, so you mentioned um, a second ago uh, Beauty and the Beast vibes. So, it's interesting because I think he's the Gaston in the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, at I first, so. I was like, "Oh, Beast," because he kidnapped her father. But I think he's the Gaston. Yeah, no, he's yeah. the dude bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's the, the hunting dude bro. He's the hunting dude bro. But the whole like taking the father is Beast like. That was what Beast did. But and the whole chief thing because the Beast was the prince. So. Yeah. So I. So there's there's shades of. Masculinity? Of toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. There <laughs> like we go. Like overlapping within him, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of put in my notes about like two aspects of masculinity. You have like the control slash threatening mm-hmm. aspect of masculinity. And then you have like the loving and caring aspect of masculinity, which is which exists. It does. Yeah, the dichotomy between those two. And- yeah. And how, you know, most of what's being expressed is the control slash threatening because he's looking at... Uh, Magagon as a commodity, in a yeah. way. So uh, she's the most beautiful woman. Um, he's the chief. He has to have her, or mm-hmm. else, literally, or else. And that's, and that's a problem. And poor Pangaronon, he came in with like you know, with an army to not necessarily win he her tried. back because he was he didn't lose her favor, mm-hmm. but just to be like this is wrong. This is. You know, I'm gonna help again. He's mm-hmm. such he's such a guy. I mean, uh, <laughs> and he, even like when they're, you know, dead and she's a volcano and he's cloud. He's still caring for her. <laughs> still to this day. Shout out, Bangaronon. <laughs> <laughs> Your hashtag goals. <laughs> so I seriously thought also that this was the uh, Pixar uh, short film yes. that was before. I need to see that. Whatever <clears throat> movie came before Moana. I mean, look at but uh, but there's there's volcanoes and clouds and it's adorable. 
um, Lava, and it was shown before Inside Out. Yep, thank you. That was quick. Mm. Um, but it's it's two volcanoes in that one, and so it's not exactly the same. But I feel shades of this story coming through. Oh yeah, in in that one, and it's really it's a really cute one. So yeah, you do have to see it. I guarantee you, there are different types. If you look at maybe an index, the Arn Thompson index to be exact, there are probably types of you know lovers being turned into landmarks. Yeah, and that's probably a whole. Th- oh, that's, that's definitely that's a, thing. a whole yeah. Yeah. thing. So yeah. I, I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the, the actual. Like, it's bittersweet. It's awful, but it's awesome that to explain, you know, natural wonders or to explain why things are. There are some tragic stories, tragic myths surrounding a lot of why, why this volcano came to be, or why the willow tree weeps. I don't know. <laughs> I think um, so. Like talking from the writer's perspective now, um, that it's hard to write a happy story about people being turned into landmarks. Um, so, so just, I saw it was, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name, but it was a picture, um, of this thingy, uh, this landform. And it looked like it was like, um, cliffs or not cliffs but like a rock formation and it looks like two people kissing and so i was writing um a like myth about how that happened um and yeah there's no like happy reason for you to turn somebody into a landform so i think that that's part of the trope actually is that it's bittersweet and it's not like a thing so um, do we want to head into any other points? Any last points? I've got, I guess, a question and sort of a more environmental um, perspective question is what, why do trim, mm, let me start again. <laughs> why do trees symbolize love or where else do you see love in natural forms? Other than volcanoes. I think trees a lot, and I'm not entirely sure why, and I can't remember any stories. Um, but it just seems to me to be like um, a regrowth or a sign of everlastingness if someone is turned into a tree. So are we talking about love in terms of like relationship love and not like brotherly love or any other type of love or are we I'm encompassing gonna, I'm everything? I'm encompassing all sorts of okay. love. Because then well, then that makes the answer a lot more broad because I think you see it in water mm-hmm. too. Um, and it also kind of depends I think on the um, the uh, culture that you're reading from. Uh, so I think you see um, water in water and food a, a lot in, mm-hmm. like, um, certain African cultures. I'm thinking of, um, like, Nigerian right now. Um, and so that that can be a big, a big thing. But, yeah, it's interesting. I think, and, and I think trees are one of those things that, like, it's one of those sort of, like, you know that trees symbolize love, or you know that people, you know, carve their initials in trees and that sort of thing, but we don't know where that comes from. It's like the, like, rhyming games you play on the playground as kids. (laughs) Like, you don't know where those started, but, um, but it's just sort of a thing, so that's a good question. I don't have an actual answer for it. The only thing I can think of trees is there are many 
different cultures that use the tree as a tree of life symbol. I'm mm-hmm. thinking Norse mythology mm-hmm. um, in particular and how it has all levels of like dimensions. And Celtic mythology. And too. Celtic mythology and the tree as like this, ep- like what you were saying, this everlasting symbol of fortitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost. And so when love is genuine, when love is true, there is a, you know, there is a strength that happens when it's used as a good force. Mm-hmm. Or not, not, maybe good is not necessarily the, the best word to use here because it's still the dichotomy, but as a, as a balance forced. A balance force. Huh. I'm, a, I'm, I'm sounding Star Wars-y. I'm not meaning to. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, when I think of tree, it's, it's in the roots also. It, it expands. It grows. It's continuous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without trees, there is no life. Right? I mean, yeah. that's why it's a very symbolic, upstanding... Thing. I don't know. I mean, the volcano itself is not a tree, but it's an upstanding force, and it's powerful. But, um, you know, I think there's also the issue of if it's unbalanced, then there's that destruction aspect. But in with trees, if it's unbalanced, then I'm thinking like forest fires here, where mm-hmm. it's used for a cleansing, but also like if things are just going, you know, to chaos <laughs> then they're, they're gonna they're gonna provide that cleansing aspect even though it is destructive so if yeah. you look at you know i'm seeing multi-layer here but that's the only thing i can think of but it's a really good question because i don't really put love and tree together but now i can kind of see how that works i mean don't think love and volcano yeah mm-hmm. i was gonna talk about that how like usually volcanoes are seen as bad because Pompeii. Um, oh my gosh. And so, yeah. and so uh, which by the way, that movie, I just watched it and oh. Oh, you just watched it? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, anyway. Things or just. N- no, that was terrible. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it's not the best, no. But uh, no, so like what you're talking about with like destructive forces and that sort of thing, um, I think that it's kind of cool to see that she's turned into something powerful Um, and that she's shown and that the, the um, men are sort of ancillary to her. Not that's not the right word I'm looking for. The men are like um, turned into things that affect her, but she's still the actual force of power. So Mm -hmm. um, good guy P is, is the cloud. <laughs> um, I'm really not, I'm, I refuse That's to great. do it. Good guy P and bad <laughs> Good, guy P. And bad guy P is like what makes her growl and that sort of thing. And so like, you can see their effects on her still, but like, she's the focal point. And yeah. I think that's cool since like, it's technically her story. It is. So. And that's, what's awesome. And, um, back in, uh, native Filipino culture, very much an animalistic, not animalistic, sorry, animistic, uh, there we go. I was like, whoa, I'm not the wrong Animistic. Please forgive me. <laughs> I mean animistic. Uh, where they worship the spirits of, you know, the trees, the plants, and everything else. And it's a very much of a goddess worship, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the earth was it's very similar throughout culture. And earth is their home. It's something that is feminine. And it makes sense that having this powerful force be a feminine figure, which I think is pretty awesome. Because she is, she is the stable one here, and uh, she may be beautiful, but she oh boy, oh boy, she's mighty, and that's that's fun. And I, 
And I, that's why I really like the story because she, she's going to do what she wants, but not in a way that's, yeah, that's destructive or manipulating at all. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good lesson for maybe um, people to learn is how, you know, the pettiness of some things can destroy not only yourself but others. And that's that's how it happens here. Bad guy pees pettiness. Bad guy pees pettiness. <laughs> Just and take the no and move on. <laughs> yeah, there, there are other women out there. There are other people out there. It's okay. And also maybe try a different tactic. <laughs> maybe start being a nice human being versus I'm going to do A, B, C, and D because this has to work. <laughs> and no. if that doesn't work, I'm going to go through the whole alphabet. No, no, honey. including K for kidnap. Um, <laughs> all right. oh and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, Renee, did you have any questions for us? Not any others, um, except for my listeners. I'd like to know how you see trees and how you are viewing the environment um, mm. as symbols of love. What are your symbols of Aww. love this month? Very nice. Happy okay. Galentine's Day. Happy yeah. Galentine's, <laughs> Galentine's Day. Day. Palentine's Day. Pa- oh, there you this go. One's... We want to be yeah. close oh, here. Oh, I, I haven't heard that one. I like that. <laughs> Palentine's Day. Yeah. That's cute. Celebrate all the love and be grateful. Whatever love you celebrate in your lives. <laughs> all right. We will be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode. Thanks for listening.